concept 8.3. The Calvin cycle uses the chemical energy of ATP and NADPH to reduce CO2 to sugar. The Calvin cycle is similar to the citric acid cycle and that a starting material is regenerated after molecules enter and leave the cycle. However, while the citric acid cycle is catabolic, oxidizing acetyl-CoA and using the energy to synthesize ATP, the Calvin cycle is anabolic, building carbohydrates from smaller molecules and consuming energy. Carbon enters the Calvin cycle in the form of CO2 and leaves in the form of sugar. The cycle spends ATP as an energy source and consumes NADPH as re reducing power for a high energy for adding high energy electrons to make the sugar. As we mentioned previously, the carbohydrate produced directly from the Calvin cycle is actually not glucose, but a three carbon sugar named glyceraldehyde three phosphate, G3P. The net synthesis of one molecule of G3P, the cycle must take place three times, fixing three molecules of CO2. Recall that carbon fixation refer refers to the initial incorporation of CO2 into organic material. As we trace the steps of the cycle, keep in mind that we are following three molecules of CO2 through the reactions. Car phase 1, carbon fixation. The Calvin cycle incorporates each CO2 molecule one at a time by attaching it to a 5-carbon sugar named rubulose biophosphate, abbreviated RUBP. The enzyme that catalyzes this first step is RUBP, carbolyse, or rubisco. This is the most abundant pro protein in chloroplasts and is thought to be the most ab abundant protein on Earth. The production of the reaction is a six-carbon intermediate so unstable that it immediately splits in half, forming, forming two molecules of three phosphoglycerate for each CO2 fix. Phase two reduction. Each molecule of three phosphoglycerate receives an additional phosphate group from ATP, becoming one three biophosphate glycerate. glycerate. Next, a pair of electrons donated from NADPH reduces one three biophosphate which, which loses a phosphate group, becoming G3P. Specifically, the electrons from NADPH produce a carbo-oxyl group on 1,3-biophoglycerate to the idahol group of G3P, which stores more potential energy. G3P is a sugar, the same 3-carbon sugar formed in glycolysis by the splitting of glucose. See figure 7.9. Notice in figure 8.17 that there are that for every three molecules of CO2 that enter the cycle, there are six molecules of G3P formed, but only one molecule of this three-carbon sugar can be counted as a net gain of, of carbohydrate. The cycle begins with 15 carbons worth of carbohydrate in the form of three molecules of, of the five-carbon sugar, RUBP. Now there are 18 carbons worth of carbohydrate in the form of six molecules of G3P. One molecule exits the cycle to be used by the plant cell, but the other five molecules must be recycled to regenerate the three molecules of RUBP. Phase three, regeneration of the CO2 acceptor, RUBP. In a complex series of reactions, the carbon skeletons of five molecules of G3P are rearranged into, by the last steps of the 
ribbon cycle into three molecules of RUBP. To accomplish this, the cycle spins three more molecules of ATP. The RUBP is now prepared to receive CO2 again, and the cycle continues. For the net synthesis of one G3P molecule, the Calvin cycle consumes a total of nine molecules of ATP and six molecules of NADPH. The light reactions regenerate the ATP and NADPH. The G3P spun off from the Calvin cycle becomes the starting material for the metabolic pathway that synthesizes other organic compounds, including glucose and other carbohydrates. Neither the light reactions nor the Calvin cycle alone can make sugar from CO2. Photosynthesis is an emergent property of the intact chloroplast, which integrates the two stages of photosynthesis. Evolution of alternative mechanisms of carbon fixation in hot, arid climates. Ever since plants first moved onto land about 475 million years ago, they've been adapting to the problem of dehydration. The solution involves trade-offs. For example, an example is the compromise between photosynthesis between photosynthesis and the prevention of excess of excessive water loss from the plant. The CO2 required for photosynthesis enters a leaf and the resulting O2 exits by a stomata, the pores on the leaf surface. However, stomata are also the main avenues of evaporative loss of water from the leaves and may be partially or fully closed on hot, dry days. This prevents water loss but also reduces CO2 le levels. In most plants, initial fixation of carbon occurs via rubisco, the Calvin cycle enzyme that adds CO2 to rubulose biophosphate. Such plants are called C3 plants because the first organic product of carbon fixation is a 3-carbon compound, 3-phosphoglycerate, see figure 8.17. C3 plants include important agricultural plants, such as rice, wheat, and soybeans. When their stomata closed on hot, dry days, C3 plants produce less sugar because the declining level of CO2 in the leaf starves the Calvin cycle. In addition, the rubisco is capable of binding O2 in place of CO2. As CO2 becomes scarce and O2 builds up, rubisco adds O2 to the Calvin cycle instead of CO2. The product splits, forming a two-carbon compound that leaves the chloroplast and is broken down in the cell, releasing CO2. This process is called photorespiration because it occurs in the light, photo, and consumes O2 while producing CO2, respiration. However, like normal cellular respiration, photorespiration uses ATP rather than generating it. And unlike photosynthesis, photorespiration produces no sugar. In fact, photorespiration decreases photosynthetic output by siphoning organic material from the Calvin cycle and releasing CO2 that would otherwise be fixed. According to one hypothesis, photorespiration is evolutionary baggage, a metabolic relic from much earlier in time when the atmosphere had less O2 and more CO2 than it does today. In the ancient atmosphere that prevailed when Rubisco first evolved, the inability of the enzyme's active site to exclude O2 would have made little difference. The hypothesis suggests that modern Rubisco retains some of its chance affinity for O2, which is now so concentrated in the atmosphere that a certain amount of photorespiration is inevitable. There's also some evidence that photorespiration may provide protection against damaging products of light reactions that build up when the Calvin cycle slows due to low CO2. In some plant species, alternate modes of carbon fixation have evolved. 
that minimize photorespiration and optimize the Calvin cycle, even in hot, arid climates. The most important of these photosynthetic adaptions are C4 photosynthesis and, crassu and crassulacian acid metabolism, CAM. The C4 plants are so named because they carry out a modified pathway for sugar synthesis that first fixes CO2 into a 4-carbon compound. When the weather is hot and dry, a C4 plant partially closes its stomata, thus conserving water. Sugar continues to be made, though, through the function of two different types of photosynthetic cells, the mesophyll cells and the bundle sheath spell. cell, figure 8.18a. An enzyme in the mesophyll cells has a high affinity for CO2 and can fix carbon even when CO2 concentration in the leaf is low. The resulting 4-carbon compound then acts as a carbon channel. It moves into bundle sheath cells, and, which are packed around the veins of the leaf, and releases CO2. Thus, the CO2 concentration in these cells remains high enough for the Calvin cycle to continue to make sugars and avoid, pho and avoid photorespiration. The C4 pathway is believed to have evolved independently at least 45 times and is used by several thousand species and at least 19 plant families. Among the C4 plants important to, the ag to agriculture are sugarcane and corn, maize, members of the grass family. In the scientific skills exercise, you will work with data to see how different concentrations of CO2 affect growth in plants that use the C4 pathway versus those that, are, that use the C3 pathway. The second photosynthetic adaption to arid conditions has evolved in pineapples, mini cacti, and other succulents, water storing plants, such as aloe and jade plants, figure 8.18b. These plants open their stomata during the night and close them during the day, the reverse of how other plants behave. Closing stomata during the day helps desert plants um, conserve water, but also prevents CO2 from entering the leaves. During the night, when their stomata are open, these plants take up CO2 and incorporate it into a variety of organic acids. The mode of carbon fixation is called Crassulacean Acid Metabolism, CAM, after the plant family. Crassulaceae. The, the sawful cells of CAM plants store the organic acids they make during the night in their vacuoles till, until morning when the stomata close. During the day, when the light reactions can supply ATP and NADPH for the Calvin cycle, CO2 is released from the organic acids made the night, made the night before to become incorporated into sugar in the chloroplasts. Notice in figure 8.18 that the CAM pathway is similar to the C4 pathway and that carbon dioxide is first incorporated into the organic intermediates before it enters the Calvin cycle. The difference is that in C4 plants, the initial steps of carbon fixation are separated stru structurally from the Calvin cycle, whereas in the CAM cycle plants, two steps occur at separate times but within the same cell. Keep in mind that CAM, C4, and C3 plants all eventually use the Calvin cycle to make sugar from carbon dioxide. The importance of photosynthesis, a review. In this chapter, we have followed photosynthesis from photons to food. The light reactions capture solar energy and use it to make ATP and transfer electrons from water to NADP+, forming NADPH. The Calvin cycle uses ATP and NADPH to produce sugar from carbon dioxide. The energy that enters the chloroplasts at sunlight becomes stored as chemical energy 
in organic compounds. See figure 8.19 for a review of the entire process. What are the fates of the photosynthetic products? The sugar made in chloroplast supplies the entire plant with chemical energy and carbon skeletons for the synthesis of all the major organic molecules of plant cells. About 50% of the organic material made by photosynthesis is consumed as fuel for cellular respiration in the mitochondria of plant cells. Sometimes there's a la loss of photosynthetic plant products from, from photorespiration. Technically, green cells are the only autotrophic plants, parts of the plant. The rest of the plant depends on organic molecules exported from leaves via veins. In, the mo in most plants, carbon is is carbohydrate is transported out of the leaves in the form of sucrose, a disaccharide. After arriving in the non-photosynthetic cells, the sucrose provides raw material for cellular respiration and a multitude of anabolic pathways that synthesize proteins, lipids, and other products. A considerable amount of sugar in the form of glucose is linked together to make polysaccharide cellulose, especially in plant cells that are still growing and, matur and maturing. Cellulose, the main ingredient of cell walls, is the most abundant organic molecule on the planet, and probably on the surface of the planet. Most plants manage to make more organic material each day than they need to use as respiratory fuel and precursors to biosynthesis. They stockpile the extra sugar by synthesizing starch, storing some of the chloroplasts themselves, and some in storage cells of roots, tubers, seeds, and fruits. In addition, in accounting for the consumption of the food molecules produced by photosynthesis, let's not forget that most plants lose leaves, roots, stems, fruits, and sometimes their entire bodies to heterotrophs, including humans. Heterotrophs, including humans. On a global scale, photosynthesis is the process responsible for the presence of oxygen in our atmosphere. <coughs> Furthermore, while each chloroplast is minuscule, their collective producti productivity in, form in terms of food production is prodigious. Photosynthesis makes an estimated 160 billion metric tons of carbohydrate per year. A metric ton is 1,000 kilograms, about 1.1 tons. That's organic matter equivalent to mass, uh, equivalent in mass to a stack of about 60 trillion copies of this textbook. 17 stacks of books reaching from Earth to the Sun. No other chemical process on the planet can match the output of photosynthesis. In fact, researchers are seeking ways to capitalize on photosynthetic production to produce alternative fuels. No process is more important than photosynthesis to the welfare of life on Earth.